another episode of Long-Legged Beasties, the podcast that puts horror movies in their proper place. I'm Susan Arndt. With me, as always, is Brian Crescenti. Hi. And this week, we've got something special. It's a movie called Blood Quantum by a native director. You don't often get to see works from either starring or by uh, or or with the involvement at all of native people. So I, I really appreciate this perspective on the genre. Before we get into that, let's explain what the heck we mean for any new listeners by putting horror movies in their proper place. Yes. Uh, so what that means is there are so many horror movies out there that we feel like we need to categorize and subcategorize them. So what we do is we look at a horror movie and we try to figure out what's scary about it. And then determining what's scary about it, we then sort of place it into one of seven categories. It's creature, gore, killer, paranormal, psychological, science, or nature. And then once we've settled on that, we then tr sort of wing it and come up with another category within that to kind of really get to the nitty gritty. So for instance, we might do psychological and phobia. Ooh, uh, I like that one. Yeah. Uh, but the, the sub subcategories tend to be, these are examples. We tend to sort of make those up on the fly. Um, though we've had a couple that have shown up several times, hmm. but that's what we do here. That's, that's what we do. And it's important to point out, Brian and I do not discuss the film before we record the show. So this is all our thoughts as they occur to us, which is our way of explaining the sometimes rather long pauses that happen as we think about stuff. Yes. Now. Blood Quantum. I was so uh, so. What happens here at Long Legged Beasties is every week we give our backers the opportunity to vote on the movie that we're going to cover in the next episode. And this week it was a tie, and Brian and I had seen the other movie that was voted for, which is Ready or Not, which is a fantastic film. Very good. But we hadn't seen Blood Quantum, so we decided to go with that and break the tie that way. And I looked it up. I'm like, oh, no, it's a, it's a zombie movie. Oh. But then 20 minutes in, I thought it was perhaps the freshest, most original, creative take on a zombie movie I'd seen in ages. Here's the deal. Zombie plague, but only affects white people. The natives of the Red Crow Reservation, completely immune. So the first third of the movie is setting up that idea. It, it's, it's helping you out with the geography of here's, here's the Red Crow uh, Reservation, which by the way, that is the director's own community. And then their relation to, they call them townies, which is where all the white folk live. It's over a bridge and it gives you that. And, and what I really appreciate about it is it knows you've seen a million zombie movies. And so it, it, it counts on that. In fact, by giving you like, it doesn't do the whole, Oh, you've got to shoot them in the head. You know, you have to shoot them in the head. You know, you have to destroy their head. We all know that. We all know that zombies are the dead come back to life. It doesn't, waste any time on any of that so we can spend the first third of the movie setting up the location 
the culture and the characters that are going to matter. We see this from the perspective of one extended family. There's Trailer. He's the he's 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 the chief of police or he's the sheriff. He's he's law on the res. There's his dad who uh served in Vietnam, I think. And his ex-wife, Joss, their son Joseph, who has gotten a white girl pregnant. And then his son from a, a much younger relationship named Lysol. His real name's Alan, but he goes by Lysol now. I don't even yeah. know what to say about that. <laughs> like of all the nicknames you could choose for yourself, you go with Lysol. Although I looked that up and apparently because of its high alcohol content. Oh, oh, that makes sense. I yeah, that. yeah. That's terrible. It, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Um, th- there's a, a a problem with alcoholism among the native population and thus the high alcohol content of Lysol. They sometimes drink it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Lysol is from a previous relationship. Lysol's mother is dead. Trailer gave him up when he was a baby he didn't have anything to do with him so he was raised in foster care these are the main players in the movie and because it counts on you understanding the concept of zombies and how to kill zombies and all of that you do, it doesn't really spend a whole lot of time in the first third of the movie talking about the zombie thing we have no idea how it started because it doesn't matter who cares And the other thing I absolutely adore, the first way you know something is up. Trailer's dad went fishing, caught a bunch of salmon. He brings the salmon back to shore. He's gutting it. The fish are still flapping around anyway. And he's like, oh, that's not right. And so he calls his son and he's just sitting in in his... uh, he has a pawn shop and he's sitting behind the desk and he points to, you know, he says trailer, uh, go look in that cooler. And trailer's like, why? And he opens it up and the fish are still flapping around. And now they both know something really messed up is happening. That's how the zombie plague is introduced to you in this film. I love that for so many reasons. First, you never, you, you never see, the the zombiness affecting anything other than people normally this thing affects dogs it affects fish which means the the fish being particularly important because that's a food source so now you eat the fish you're screwed interestingly i think they say later on that it's okay to eat i think it was elk moose and deer because they're oh, moose and deer yes they don't right. eat meat yep and so it doesn't affect them apparently one would yes. think yeah. Which is interesting. Yes. Uh, and you, if you get water from the mountain, it's fine, but other sources are suspect. I really loved that attention to this disease can get into the earth and infect the food chain. And that's not like other zombie movies are very human centric. It's all about the people's. And I really, really appreciated this idea that no, 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 it can, it can get everywhere. Love yeah. that. Yeah. And, and there is, I think, 
one of the things that this movie does so well is it really drops you into many of the issues, the real world issues yep. that uh, the, these populations run into uh, on reservations. The fact that there is a disconnect between the reservation and the local community. And in fact, mm-hmm. not just a disconnect, but hostility. Yeah, uh, and, pretty and open so like, hostility, yeah. Right. So like them not not re- answering the phone uh, at the hospital or 911 if it's coming from inside the reservation or not yeah. sending an ambulance or you know, mistreating people when they arrest them. Like that is uh, a very, it's something that's sort of shown throughout the movie, even after sort of the end times come and, you know, you're, you're dealing with, with what's going on. There's sort of a role reversal there, Mm -hmm. but it's still, um, we'll get into it more, but it's a really interesting critique on colonialism and on the idea of, you know, what happens or what happened in the case of, uh, uh, of like the United States and Canada mm-hmm. and uh, first world people and, you know, all the other stuff going on. So there's a lot of that there, which I think is really powerful uh, and and really interesting how it's displayed. Yeah. And it's not overt. It's not like, look at what our people have to, it's none of that. It's just life. It's just how things, you know, you, we see people doing things and then we see how it plays out. And it's this just constant undercurrent under everything. So we we kick off by learning that Trailer's son, Joseph, has gotten arrested again. Uh, Joseph has, as I said before, gotten his white girlfriend pregnant. They plan to end that pregnancy, but things go haywire before they're able to do that. Uh, He's in lockup with his half-brother, Lysol. And that is something nobody's happy about because Lysol's a bad dude. Yeah, He's constantly in trouble. He's constantly drunk. He is not a good influence on Joseph at all. Joseph just wants to be close with his brother. And Lysol will kind of let him, but he's he tells him several times throughout the movie, I'm not someone to admire. Yeah. He's he's got this line that I love and I believe it's something along the lines of I'm not being an asshole to impress you. I'm just an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like uh, it's such a great line uh because he's obviously Lysol, I think he leans a little too much on the fact that he's blaming his upbringing and his parents and that's yeah. called out a couple of times. Yeah. But he knows that he's got problems and he knows that these are problems that uh, actually come to a head significantly in yeah. this movie. But, <laughs> yeah. but he knows he's messed up. He knows yeah. he's not a great person. And he struggles with wanting to hang out with his brother, but also realizing that, you know, and another thing they mention later in the movie is that his brother's basically deliberately getting himself uh, arrested so he could spend time with his brother in lockup, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, yeah. He, to to get arrested... He purposefully crosses, Joseph purposefully crosses the line so that he's in, air quotes, town. So that the town police will arrest him as opposed to getting arrested on the reservation, uh, which would be his dad. So he he knows that Lysol's there. So he, I gotta say though, what he got arrested for, pretty creative. 
Wow. Yeah. I, I don't think we should ruin it here, even though hopefully people have already seen it. But I, I actually said to my wife, I was like, that's terrible, but it's also pretty hilarious. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> he could have been breaking windows or spray painting or something. No, 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 no. He, puts he does something. It. It's, it's, got, it's got some art to it, I feel. Yes. Uh, so yeah. So they're in lockup together. And this is how we are introduced to the way they relate to each other. I, I think that and this is where we really start to understand Lysol's self-loathing. He, I mean, he is who he is. And he recognizes that Joseph is a good kid with a lot of potential. And so he he wants that connection, but also understands that the more he's around Joseph, the more he's going to ruin him. And he hates himself for it. And it's it's a it's very sad. And we we learn that he was, you know, put into foster care. And we know his mom died badly. We don't know exactly. We never find out exactly what happened to her. But it's the kind of thing, like, that people say, oh, yeah, especially the, with what happened to his mom. Yeah. So it was significant in some way, whether it was that she died very young or something was done to her. We don't know, but it was enough for it to be remarkable to people. So between that and his dad just being like, yeah, no, no, I'm not. No, I'm not ready to be a dad. Lysol has some major, major grievances with the world. So before he goes to, to pick up Joseph to get him out of jail, this is when trailer sees that the fish are coming back to life. A dog that he had to put down has come back to life. Something. All right, whatever. But he's, he's just kind of taking it all with this sort of chill. Like, okay, yeah. this is messed up. I got to go get my kid out of jail now. And that's it's the way he handles everything. This just sort of even keel... Yeah, you know, nothing surprises me anymore. Sort of, I have seen all manner of nonsense in my life, and this is just another day of it. But he's not bitter. He's he's world-weary and wise, but, but not angry. While uh, Lysol and Joseph are in lockup, they're in there with a, a white boy who is gotten drunk the night before something like that and he's very very ill and he starts coughing up blood it's bad and so they're like hey let us out of here let us out of here something really bad is happening to this kid and trailer and a white cop come down to open up the cell and find out what's going on Lysol and Joseph come out the kid comes back to life. I don't think they quite realize that at the time, but he goes like full feral and he's, he's, he bites Joseph. He bites the cop. It's just this huge brawl. They have to beat his skull to get him off this cop, shove him back into the room and, and hurry up and lock the door. And this is your first indication that now, Oh, it's happening to people. And then we fast forward six months. 
There are some more uh, altercations with, oh, I forgot. I, I left out one of the most wonderful things about the intro. So uh trailer gets called to there's There's this guy named Sugar. He's the local druggie. He and he's always getting called out to Sugar's place. He's so tired of dealing with Sugar. He get but this is where we find out uh, Sugar's girlfriend, who is also a drug addict, has been sick since yesterday, and the ambulance won't come. They've been calling town for help, and nobody's come. And it's important to note she's white. Uh, yeah, and she's white, but hey, she's she's with a native, so mm, f her. So right. he gets there, uh, Sugar's high as a kite and not making any sense. He's She's not okay. She needed to feed the baby with no mouth. It was very, he's just not making a whole lot of sense. Trailer goes in, discovers she's had the baby and she's eating the newborn. She's had the baby and she's having the baby. Yeah. <laughs> For dinner. For dinner. (laughs) I love that because they almost always have a baby, have some kind of somebody's given birth in a zombie movie. Like it happens all the time. I've never seen this. This is, this is like a sacred thing. Like you don't don't do I can only think of um, the, what was it called? Dead, Dead Alive? I can't remember now. Uh, about the zombie baby, the movie about the zombie. Baby. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah uh, Peter yeah. Jackson. Yeah, yeah. D- which is meant to be like funny, and it's way over the top. But yeah, yeah, it's very, it's it's a thing that's not usually touched. What's interesting about that scene, though, is it also sets up, I think, in the back of your head, and later more overtly, the concern that is going to come up when you know after all hell breaks loose and and society falls, when you've got. Um, Joseph and his girlfriend who's pregnant. Yep. yep. And she's actively worrying about not whether she's going to eat her baby, but if her baby's going to eat her. Yeah. Which is, uh, I think it's great that that scene was already there because it kind of, there's that thing in the back of your head where you think about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also, I, it shows that this, the, the people who turn are animals they have no consideration for anything. There, there's no remnant of humanity left over. There's no, no. They're going to feed, and they're going to feed on whatever's to hand. Yeah. And I very much like that removal of doubt that that scene provides. Also, it's just really well done. I have to say, this is a beautifully shot movie. Yeah. It's got, yeah, visually it's very compelling. I, I, I have to say this is the first moment. So they, she basically, they have this running engagement that gets out into the yard and um, trailer knocks her down and then proceeds to bash in her skull with his shotgun, the butt of his shotgun. And I think this was the first time where I looked at it and I was like, you know, that's, I really like this movie and we'll get into it more, but there are things about it I didn't like. Hmm. And par- one of the elements was that there seemed to be a couple of things that it seemed a little disjointed at times, but in this case, it seemed a little, it was like, really, you go from from like being worried about people biting each other to just deciding to bash in a woman's head until all it's left is she looks like a, like a, her head looks like a caved in pumpkin. 
that just seems like that was a big leap for me. Uh, I think for me, because it's trailer, he's, he's okay. First of all, the I he gets the call to go see his dad because the dispatcher at at um the I guess sheriff's office says your dad called and he sounded scared. Yeah, trailer's dad is not a man who gets scared. So I think seeing his dad kind of freaked out, and I mean dad's version of freaked out is, <laughs> it's like, it's our version of not being freaked out. Right, exactly. This is. <laughs> You know, if trailer is chill, then then dad his dad is frozen. I mean, he's got you know. So I think the idea that something disturbed his dad is very unsettling to him. That he's seen the salmon come back to life. He's seen the dog come back to life. He he had to deal with that kid in lockup, who was over like just feral is really the only word that comes to mind. I mean, trailers using all of his strength to try and peel this kid off of the cop that he's attacking and is getting nowhere. It, it was really. Yeah, he's using... No, I was going to say he's using a police baton. He's got yeah. him like, and so it's not like he's just using, he's like using equipment and it's not working. Yeah. He's got, you know, around his neck and, and it's doing nothing to this child. And well, I say child, he's probably 20 something. And so now, so he's, He's had a bit of a day already. Yeah. Oh, and I, I, I think this is this happens on the way. He gets a call from. No, he gets the 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 girlfriend bites him. I think the girlfriend is the one who bites him. Yeah. So he gets the he gets yeah. the warning yeah. from his ex wife to don't get bit after that. Okay. Right. After anyway, that. and he's like, too late. <laughs> yeah. Well, shucks. You know, and and I have to say, like, just as a, a little pause here, you mentioned earlier the idea that the movie is using the tropes of zombies without spelling them out. Mm -hmm. um, one thing I loved here is that we see the son, his son, um, Joseph, gets bitten during mm -hmm. the jailhouse squabble, and we see him get bitten. And for me, and I think most people who watch these movies, you think, oh, well, we know those yep. two are dead. Yep. Like, that's your expectation. They're dead because they've yep. been bitten. Yep, it's like you know we see Joseph later. He's waiting at the clinic where his mom works, and he's talking to Charlie, his girlfriend, about getting an abortion. And you're just thinking he's been bitten. Is he going to turn? Is he going to bite Charlie? What's going to happen? Yeah, yeah. that's and not you, where that goes. And you sort of, I, it's clever because I think on some level you sort of emotionally start to discount them because you're like, okay, I don't have to worry about these characters because yep. I know they're going to, they're not going to be, they're not in this movie. They're like. They're set up for some other characters because mm -hmm. they've been bitten. Mm -hmm. So I think that's very smart, very clever. And the but but to get back to why I think it makes sense for him to be bashing in her skull, he's that's a lot. It's a lot in a very compressed period, and it's a lot that he doesn't know how to parse. Right. And I think he finally just gets scared, honestly. It's just more than he can take. He's by himself. Like Shooker's there, but he's not gonna help. And it's it's just too much, and he just needs to make it stop. So he bashes yeah. her head in. Like I he just so, saw her eating a baby, right? Oh, and and this is it's interesting because you're right. He saw that, but there we don't see any emotional reaction to it, and that's his character. Um, this kind of gets into I think uh, a, a complex issue 
that um, I, I think even reviewers, I was looking at some of the reviews of this movie uh, dealt with, which is th- there are some reviews that I think it's not unfair for them to write mm-hmm. that the, the dialogue is a little awkward <clears throat> and the performances are a little wooden. And the question is, is that deliberate or is that a sign of just not being good writing and good acting? Mm. And and like this is a, a perfect example of that. So like is trailer being his character and a character who doesn't get emotional mm-hmm. and doesn't doesn't sort of overtly express his feelings, then bashing in this woman's head because internally he's freaking out. Yeah. Or is it bad writing and bad acting? Right. And it's like it's I don't think there's an answer. I really don't. Yeah, yeah. It's the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. Uh I'm not sure yeah. how many of the characters were professionally seasoned actors yes. before doing this. So, yeah. Uh, so th- something I really appreciate about the clinic scene, Joss has taken Joseph there to treat his bite. She goes, she's in the, the med cabinet and she's looking for, for a tetanus shot. Cause that's what you do when you get bitten by something, you get a tetanus shot and they're out of them. And she says to the white woman that she works with, are we actually out of tetanus shots? And she's and the woman says, "Yeah, the ambulance guys cleaned us out because we've been getting a lot of bike calls lately." That is the only indication you get that things are now going rapidly downhill. Yeah, the you know the other thing, and I'm not. This wasn't really spelled out, uh, which again, not to keep foreshadowing my reservations about this movie, but. Um, another issue I think the movie sometimes runs into, but my takeaway and other takeaway I had from that is mm-hmm. I think that this is a, this is a uh, clinic on the reservation. This is not the hospital on at the town. I may be wrong. They don't make that super clear, but I think oh, that's, yeah, that's the case. Not really, but but uh, why? Um, I, I don't so, picture Charlie going to a clinic on the God. res. You don't think you think she, Oh, Charlie. Well, but keep in mind, and this is what I was going to bring up. Keep in mind how the people in the town feel about people. Oh, true, true, yeah, okay. right. And so, yeah. and the the fact that it's sort of a little hodgepodgey the way this clinic set up. You know, it doesn't mm. look like a great That's place. As a matter of fact, I think uh, Joseph even says something about how it's uh, an ugly, an yeah. ugly place to wait. Yeah. But the reason I bring it up is. I for me that scene about her going through all of the uh, looking for the tetanus shots it spells out that there are a lot of bites but it also made me feel like the town came in and basically raided the reservation. Oh, you know what? You're probably right about that. Yep. We're like, we're gonna take all your medicine because we need it because we're more important. Yep. And like, yep. You deal with your stuff. We're gonna go ahead and take your medicine, which is terrible, but and yeah, pretty on point. Yes. Uh. Okay. So there's a couple more scenes. Where they realize the dead are, we see each of the characters realize the dead are coming back to life. Yeah. And then we fast forward six months, which I love. I love that. Like, we all know what the next couple weeks look like because we've seen it a billion times. Let's jump forward to the part that really matters. Six months later, the uh, natives of the Red Crow Reservation have basically sealed themselves off. They have created a compound for themselves because they figured out that natives are immune and white people are not. And they've got supplies. They've got a, their own little sort of medical clinic there. And they're, they're, they're doing okay. They go out during the day and get 
guns and 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 food and whatever they need and they they're doing they're doing pretty fine. They've got a plan, they've got contingency plans, they've got boats. There we see a trailer going through this uh sort of description of okay, well, if we if we lose this compound, we all meet up here at the church and then we can go here and get on these boats and go to the and we'll be safe. Yeah. They've got it. They they got it down. They're good. This begins the conflict. Charlie, who is Joseph's white girlfriend, and Joseph go out and find survivors to bring into the compound. Trailer is of the belief that it is their responsibility as decent human beings to help people survive. Lysol and a few others say, why should we? This is a them problem. And Joss is kind of in that camp, except, you know, she's a, she's a nurse, so her duty is to is to help people survive. But she sees the, the difficulty there because Lysol argues, hey, one, we've got white people in our camp. If one infected person gets in, we're seriously outnumbered and they can kill us all just because Joseph's white girlfriend wants people who look like her in here. And it's a valid argument. He's not wrong. And I, I, what I, I love about this scenario so much is, oh, you're going to shove us all onto this reservation? Okay. Because it's the last safe place around. Yeah, it's sort of a flipping of... Yep. of and it's funny, there's uh God, what was that movie? What was the sci-fi movie where everything's freezing? That doesn't um, narrow it down, my friend. <laughs> it's a it's like a cold weather weather event and they have to go out and save people in, in New York City. They're all Oh, hiding the day in the after library. tomorrow? Yes. And there's a scene there where Mexico opens up its borders mm-hmm. and and allows people from the United States to go into Mexico that I reminds me of this, where it's like, it's this role reversal Yeah, where suddenly it's like, Oh, all the white people are like, yeah, actually, you know what? (laughs) We think border walls are terrible. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Our bad. You were right all along. I just, I, 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 I have to say, I'm not sure whose side I would be on in that situation. Yeah. Because Lysol is completely right. Yeah. They are a threat. They are 100% a threat to the safety, health and safety of every native in that reservation. So this also, is... spite. <laughs> you know, right. Spite yeah. is a thing. Yeah. I, I get a little confused here. So we know, okay, there's the reservation. Yep. There's the town. Yes. The church is in the town. No, I think the church is on the res. Do you think it's on the res? I would see this is, this is what confused me a little bit. Um, I think this this movie suffers a little bit from perhaps cutting a little too much. Um, yeah. I, I, I get what they're doing, but there are a couple scenes where I was like, what? And and that's one of them where I'm like, I wasn't sure if the church was on the reservation. Because later when they go to the church, it seems like they're the, the compound that we see when mm-hmm. we get to the six months thing, we see the wall, we see the, and we see the bridge. So we see these things that are like barriers and we see a little bit of right inside the wall that could lead one to believe that they have a compound and mm-hmm. that compound is the reservation. 
But later they show things like this church and uh, this area with boats. And it's very unclear. It, it, it struck me as like, that's too big an area to be included be in this compound area. So I'm, I'd never really get a clear sense of where that's located. Um, what I was going to say is if, if what they're doing is bringing people in, checking them out, and then moving them to the church, that seems like less of a concern. However, we know that there are people right near that wall, mm-hmm. like a hundred of them, according to what what happens later on, they mention this, mm-hmm. that are inside right there. So I'm a yeah. little confused about location. Like what is the church? Where is the church? And, and why are there two groups of people who are not Native American? Like why is it they have two areas where they're staying basically? I think, okay, so here's my my understanding, my impression. There's only one way into the res. There's only one access point. I suppose you could take a boat there from a different piece of land, but you take the bridge to get into the res. And so once you get past that barrier, everything is res. And the white folks are in the compound because they don't know where else to go. What are they going to do? Go rock up to somebody's house and say, hey, I live here now? So in your mind, the compound then is like right near the entry point of the Correct. race? Correct. Yes. Okay. I got yes. you. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So there's – and then the church, I guess the church could be a place where people are sent after they've sort of gone through the process of being brought in maybe? I don't think anyone was sent to the church. Uh, I I believe why people end up in the church is because that was part of the plan if if things go bad, every we all meet up at the church. Oh, I got you. So that that's just okay. Yeah, it's it's um it's a little confusing. So I I, I it's, think maybe- but the fact that we're even having this conversation means that none of that is clear. Right, and I this is the thing I wanted to point out. Like there are several moments in the movie where there's absolutely been something cut. Yeah, or something. There's a scene at the end where a guy comes up on a boat to save them. And then that guy is never seen again. And, and you're like, yeah, what, what, like, what, what Did he swim? <laughs> what? <laughs> what happened? And, yeah. and there's a couple other scenes like that where it's like, it doesn't ruin the movie, but it does make you wonder, like, I think I really have to think that this was an editing thing where they mm-hmm. had those scenes and yeah. decided they wanted to make something that was very succinct. Yeah. And I, I think they were just a little too heavy on the cutting. So it ends up feeling a little disjointed, which is a bummer because Overall, like again, the the sort of the themes that they're exploring and the way that they're doing it, I think is powerful, mm-hmm. but I think it could get lost a little bit in sort of the muddying of waters that is created by this sort of disjointed feel that you get sometimes. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I do definitely agree with that because the big conflict that happens, I still don't really understand why. Yeah, we need – okay, so, so we let's, – my, let's, my wife asked this too, but yes, I definitely want to get into this. Yeah, let's get there. <laughs> okay, so they have this argument – about should we be and what happens is uh charlie brings some charlie and joseph bring some white survivors in the there's a a young girl she's maybe you know 12 or 13 years old and she's been bitten and they have to kill her and this sparks this entire conversation about hey it just takes one and then we're we're screwed right and uh they later split up, Joseph and 
uh, Lysol and the people who are Lysol's friends go back to Lysol's house to party. And Trailer, his dad, and Bumper go to clear out this um, this gas station to uh, because they need gas. And yeah. they know there's a bunch of uh, zombies in there, so they're going to go clean that out and get the gas for themselves. And and again, another point where it's like I think I think that's in the town, right? I <laughs> believe it is. Yes, because it's like the only reason I think that is because then there was also this weird line about what was going on at that gas station, which I don't. I thought they said uh, something about how women were being brought there. Yeah, yeah, there was. Yeah, I'm not sure I understand. Oh, right, because they thought having sex with the women would make them immune. Is that what it was? Yeah, That's, it was a little. It was it's a little unclear. lost on the lost on the cutting room floor is what I think. Yeah, something yeah, that could have been handled better. Uh I think that's setting up how how good grandpa is in a fight cuz grandpa's good in a fight, man. Grandpa yes. has a has a samurai sword and he knows what to do with it. Yeah. Meanwhile, okay, so we go back to Lysol and Joseph this is where Lysol has the conversation with Joseph, where he tells him flat out, I'm not a good person. I'm not anybody to idolize or emulate. I'm just an a-hole. Yeah. He is high. He is chopping up Oxy and snorting it like it's a pixie stick. And, and putting it in his drink? And I don't putting it in way. his beer because he's, I don't know, edgy, whatever. Dude is a, a major... Wouldn't sh- taste good. I'm thinking it would taste terrible if that it's, happened. Anyway. <laughs> and, and, and at this point, and, uh, he tells a very disgusting story about yes. a sexual encounter with a woman. Yes. Um, and I, yeah, that's a... I, it's a weird... It's a story that I'm not quite sure... I'm not sure what it's meant to do. It's uh, okay. This one I actually had to look up. It's supposed to, uh, apparently there is a very big issue with misogyny in the native population and Lysol is the embodiment of that. Okay. So it's supposed to underscore that. Yes. It's supposed to. And and, uh, so he had his drug dealing pal, the older guy there. Yeah. uh, It's supposed to reflect that this is because he thinks it's a hilarious story. Right. And, and so it's supposed to reflect that this is this is a problem that's kind of endemic to this community is this 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 disregard Issue, yeah. for women. Yeah, I feel like I, I do feel like in, in the creation of these characters, they're trying to show us the two sides or at least two facets. Yes. Yeah. Of the community where on the one hand, you have trailer and his group of people. And on the other, you've got uh, you've got uh, Lysol and his and Joseph sort of stuck in the middle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe not think, the middle. <laughs> I think. Well, I think like if you if you think about Trailer as as the head of the wishbone, and Lysol is one bone, and then Joseph is the other. Like these are the these are the the, the duality, right? Like these. Right. Lysol's yeah. all the negative aspects, and then Joseph is the positive aspects. You know, he's a good kid, and yeah. he adores his girlfriend and he wants to be a good dad to this baby and he loves his family and uh so okay 
This is the part that it goes a little astray for me. So Lysol's high as a kite. He takes a white woman that we know has been bitten. We know this. And takes her to go have relations with her. She, she's, she's human when they go in, but something happens. She turns and bites his favorite piece of anatomy off. Yes. And we, and see we know her- this. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. We, Joseph walks in, I think, on them and sees her holding it like a ice cream cone and yep. enjoying a meal. Yep. Um. Yeah. So, okay. First off, I'm pretty sure he would be dead. Right? Let's just start Blood with that. loss. Yeah. Like big time. Mm, yeah. And and instead, it seems like he pulled a hammy because he's limping, but like that's it. Uh, yeah. Mm. I know he's on Oxy and I know he's, there's a lot of other stuff, but like this is, as you said, this is where things get a little weird. Um, also, by the way, they don't make it. I, I, my wife wasn't sure what she was eating and I, we, I went back to show her. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's a quick flash, but also they don't really make it super clear that it was, uh, that it was Lysol. Like you really, I mean, the next scene they kind of do, but they, it's, it's again, I think it suffers from sort of the editing where, you know, the scene is not expected. Right. And then the next scene is them in a car and, and in your mind, just, I'm sure everybody who watched that was like, well, surely it couldn't have been Lysol in that room. Cause he'd be dead if that happened to him. Uh- I thought it was clear that it was Lysol because you see him call to her, although her name has not been used previously in the film. So he says, hey, Lilith, come on. And you see them go off together and then you see her eating. So, I mean, I I thought it was clear that it was him. But that man should be dead. I mean, right. yeah, okay, he's on Oxy and all, but... Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, and... And again, it's like, I think that's what threw me. It was like, yeah. I thought I knew it. And then literally the next scene is him in a car with with his drug friend and Joseph. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of like, wait, what? What? Ha- Why is he here? Why are they having a conversation? Like, he's not like, oh, God, you got to get me to a hospital. Yeah. They're chatting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah, like, like, he, like he pulled a hammy or, you know, he's he got punched in the stomach or something. He's he's limping, but not out of any way. Yeah, it's a very strange cut. It's, 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 okay, so they get, so, uh, uh, Joseph has driven back to the, uh, the compound because his mom is there, his mom can take care of Lysol, can sew him up, can do whatever one does in this situation, but the zombie girl is in the trunk because Lysol has decided to let her loose in the compound. Uh, he stabs Joseph. As they're hugging. As they're hugging. Yeah, which is terrible, but yes, go ahead. <laughs> and then brings them, because Joseph is like, no, look, let's let's go get you help. I don't understand what's going on, but let's just, he's trying to help him. And, and Lysol's like, yeah, whatever, stab. He brings, then he brings them both into the compound, throws the zombie girl and Joseph into a room together and is like, peace. Yeah. And the room is is basically, I think it's like where people are recovering. It's yes, a bunch of I white people so. hanging out on beds, a bunch of kids. Yep. Um, so I'm assuming. So my my wife, and it sounds like you had this this issue too. My wife was like, "Why 
Is he doing this? Yeah. Um, which is a huge question. Here's my take. I have two okay. takes on this. Okay. Okay. First off, if you buy into, and I think they sell it well, the idea that he's a massive misogynist. He is. Yeah. Him losing his penis is like, that's the end of his life. Right. Like, true. That his, that's his manhood. And his manhood is everything. So he has now decided that his life is not worth living. And this is enters the second part of, of just his personality. He just wants to see the world burn before he's I, dead. Yeah, I think that's more it. But here's here's the, th- the the thing that really... Okay, he says to Joseph, how do you think that sick girl, or why yeah. do you think that sick girl was at my house? Where that do you think a... I got the idea? Yeah, and it wasn't a coincidence. And it's like, I don't understand that at all. What that implies to me is that he knew she was sick. He killed her so that she would turn. Probably didn't anticipate her biting off his thing, but who knows? That this was all planned, that he got super hot, like he's he's going out with a bang, literally, and is going to watch the world burn. See, I thought, I thought, and they don't explain this at all. This no, slide. not at all. No. I thought that it was his paranoia and he thought that his girlfriend, Joseph's girlfriend, knew she was sick and knew something was going to happen because she's a white girl. She just didn't care. I thought it was him mm. saying, like, I got the idea from your girlfriend and so now I'm going to turn it back on her. But like it's it, – 100% is not explained and it leaves it open to many interpretations. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't, what doesn't square for me is what, what we see after, after the, okay. So, so he, he lets her loose in the compound. She creates a lot more zombies. The zombies start attacking everybody. So they're dealing with that while that's all going on. He and his friends take, uh, go to the church where people are collecting because that's the plan. If things go awry, he ties them up. Uh, put, gags them. The plan is attract a bunch of zombies to this feast. All of these people just sitting there. He calls it a buffet. And then burn the whole place down. So take them all out at the same time. Now, he and his pals seem... Well, actually, no, he's not there, is he? It's just... It's just his his drug friend and 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 the girl... Um, well, so there's that, there's that scene earlier where they have the dispatcher who we've right. been hearing. So before that, before, oh, they're yeah, at the church. Yeah. And so he's there for that. And he basically makes the dispatcher, I don't think lie. I think he's making her just tell them that, that Joseph, I'm sorry, that Lysol has gone crazy and that mm-hmm. they're at the church and she needs help. Uh, just so, uh, I think probably trailer, but trailers. Yeah. Trailer, but trailers. Yeah. Dead at that point. But like basically to get everybody to come in to the church for yeah. purposes, I think, I guess to kill them, though they don't make that clear. I think, see, this is, okay. So I think, here's what I think, but again, this is not clear. I think Lysol has gotten his friends on board by saying, we're going to kill all the white people because it's us or them. It needs to be us. The only way we're going to make that happen is if we kill all the white people. And they're on board because they're like, F white people. Yeah. But I think he 
wants to just take it all out. Red, white, he doesn't care. Screw the world. He's just so full of anger at everything. He's just going to go full Joker. I think that's what's going on. But it's his motivations are unclear. The plan is unclear. Yeah, I, I uh, yeah, it, it's it, at this point, I feel like the story's falling apart a little bit. I agree. Yeah, I mean, they have to have a confrontation and that confrontation has to basically end with everybody dead mm-hmm. almost. Um, and it just feels it feels. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. There's no discussion of how he got. I know they're his buddies. But frankly, there wasn't enough setup to show us how close they were to him. Yeah, that's true. Or, or even that they felt the same way. Right. Especially the girl that's there. Like, yeah. we only see her one other time, and she doesn't seem to really express an opinion in, in any direction. Yeah, yeah. Um. So it's, yeah, it's kind of weird. Uh, it's a little unclear what his goals are. It seems like, I think the best way to interpret it is, like you said, he just wants to kill everybody at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because he has no penis. That's my personal belief. I, I mean, maybe I'm projecting. Maybe I'm projecting. And yet, is walking around like he, yeah, like he doesn't even seem to have a headache. Like nothing. Yeah, he's he, he's healed up at this point. It's scabbed over, and he's fine. He's fine. It's not a big deal. It's whatever. It's I, I don't get that at all. It, I, it is something. It is something that is hard to to not have in the back of your mind the entire rest of the movie. It, it is. Yeah, because he's because it's yeah. He's walking just fine. And 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 not just like having fights with people. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, I don't know if like, okay, this is I I don't have a penis, but you know, I've I've come summertime, gotten on the bike for the first time, and I go riding, and I get off the bike, and man, my butt hurts just from riding a bike, and I'm walking around like, ow, my butt, my butt, and that's just from sitting on a bike for an hour. That's not having an actual piece of me removed via teeth. So I'm just, I found that a little, I, 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 I found it difficult to suspend belief at that point, but yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So we, that this brings us to essentially the showdown. Yep. Uh, in which some people go in to try to stop the two friends and, um, I forget who is it that, that what's the guy's name that stays back? with uh with his girlfriend um is it bumper that stays back or sugar no it's bumper right yeah yeah i think it's bumper so bumper and joss and charlie are in the car for some reason waiting while uh joseph and some people go in to try to deal with what's going on and lo and behold it was actually a well i don't know if it's just a trap but uh Lysol is actually waiting in the wings and comes out to try to kill Charlie mm-hmm. for reasons. Again, again, it's I, like he's angry at her. Oh, well, she, they're in the car because um, uh, she's in labor. Oh, right. They're in the car because like they, there's nothing, there's nowhere else for them to go. You're right. Right. Yeah. right. They're, they're just trying they're to get away the from all the, all the zombies. And, and Joss is with Charlie because she's in active labor. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, then there's this whole sort of showdown between Which I Lys- don't get. Yeah, between Lysol and Joss. We're basically uh, Lysol is going to kill Charlie. 
Joss ends up killing Lysol, but not before he opens the trunk of his car to release a zombie. He just loves carrying zombies around in the back of his car. That's his I thing. mean, it's, you know, he's got a roomy trunk. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, and Joseph runs in to try to stop the zombie from attacking Charlie. And of course, and I think we all expected this, he does, but not before Charlie gets bitten. Right. And so now pregnant Charlie, we know, is doomed to become a zombie. Uh, the town is basically, or the reservation has has collapsed. Mm-hmm. And en- enter another bizarre edit where they all make it to the water where the boats, I thought it was going to be a bunch of boats. And it's like this rowboat. I know. I was like, what? And the rowboat's on fire. And they're yeah. like, oh, no. And then Joss is like, wait, do you hear that? And then along comes a boat, which I think I thought had more than one person, but certainly has I at least- I thought did too. I thought there were several people in that boat. And anyway, one person gets out, comes running up, and helps them into the boat to escape. The father uh, decides to stay behind, uh, uh, Ginsigu, I think. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I think that's right. I don't know. I don't know. Um, he decides he wants, he will not leave his land again. And so he's going to stay and fight zombies till his death. And then we see a scene where they're in the boat and mysteriously everybody, but Joss and Joseph and Charlie have disappeared. We have no idea. I, okay. I'm glad that wasn't just me. I'm like, wait a minute. Where's the other guy? It was so, yeah. it's such a weird scene because it, the, the setup is that that's the only boat. Yeah. So it's like, why? I mean, again, I see why they wanted to to have just those three in the boat sure but but it, like it, there's ways to do that it, yeah 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 and and so you know grandpa goes down swinging charlie gives birth it's a a, a beautiful red baby beautiful uh, so they're like yay the baby will be safe uh joseph has to kill charlie she's like look we're not risking this don't be an idiot love our baby he kills her. He's sad. Joss holds the baby. The end. Yeah. Which, uh, uh, okay. Um, something I wanted to bring up, though. There are some sections of this movie that are told via animation like a comic book. Very beautifully done. I have to say. But I didn't quite understand what they were doing there. Yeah, like exactly what you said. I think it's very beautiful. And I think um, I think it's meant to perhaps convey a sense of deeper meaning or mythology. Mm. Like the the very first scene is very evocative. It's this I think it's a woman. Mm hmm. And it seems like there's stuff coming out of her and it's flowing into the ground, which then becomes the real ground. So it's like she's um, so she's pregnant and you see the the baby in her uh, uterus and then like roots come out from her into the earth. And then you see the the fetus at the center of the earth. Um, well, and But and it also then it 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 sort of uh, tr- transforms into the real scene, like out of animation. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, so, like, I I th- saw that as maybe that's Mother Nature and she's poisoning. Because there's some mention later on about Mother Nature um, only infecting uh, the white people because she wanted to have a use for them. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so maybe that yeah. was meant to be some sort of explanation of a metaphor. 
it's not really clear. There's another scene. Again, they're all very beautiful. There's the scene where um, Lysol is shown mm-hmm. uh, in his his mask and everything, and you know he looks very um, like you know a totem of some sort. You know, there's mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. there's something very iconic about what he looks like, but none of it's really explained. Um, yeah. So maybe yeah. that's how he sees himself as this. This 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 uh this figure of myth, you know this this sort of the the figure that you would that you would if you told a story about this, a hundred years from now, he would be the character that that did the thing. I don't I, I apologies for not knowing enough about native mythology, but it, you know per, in Norse myth, you know he would be like Loki who does something that kicks off the events that lead to the war or what have you. Maybe that's what that is. Yeah. Uh, by the way, at the beginning of this episode, I said first worlds. I meant first nations. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I think the kind of getting to getting into that, um, I, I, I really, the thing I, we, I've talked a little bit about some of the things that bothered me. What I really, really liked about it was how neatly, uh, the the metaphor of a zombie outbreak sort of fits in or intermingles with some of the things that were perpetrated on yep. indigenous people, like yep. the idea of like infection blankets and mm-hmm. and like all of that stuff. I think is so well handled in this, and I think it it does provide a lot of food for thought. Um, so I, I really I loved that element of it. I, I think. One of the things, and we've talked about uh, about this a lot, Susan, one of the things that happens when a movie sort of transcends its particular take on a, a uh, I hate to call it genre because we talk mm. about those all the time, but like zombie movies, mm-hmm. is when it gets really good at that, you it ends up underscoring some of those sort of weaker elements of the movie. Yeah, yeah. And so, so it's got such a powerful message that you can't help but notice some of the issues with the sort of uh, disjointed scenes and the, yep. uh, you know some of the other things. But it's it's a, absolutely a movie worth watching. It, it's so um, stunning in the way it portrays some of these issues and deals with them. I think it's so so cleverly. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, even the title, because I looked that up. Yes. Bl- yeah, Blood Quantum is how much blood, air quote blood, you have to have in you to be considered native or white. And that's highly relevant to the horror plot because it's whether or not you're immune. But then it's also in the real world sense, it's how you get treated and where you fit or don't. And I, I just, I, I loved I so, so appreciated the perspective from which this movie comes because, first of all, it's just clever as heck to flip it on its head like that. Like, oh, we're we're going to put all of you people over here because you're not white. Like, oh, hey, thanks for that, by the way, because now we're the only ones that are safe. Ha ha. Bet you wish you were on the res instead. Right. Love that. And, I think it's genius. And, and the idea that – there are white people who are trying to sneak some form of infection into the camp. Uh-huh. Is again very telling because yep. it obviously is not without its its truth in history. And so the idea that, you know, some of them are worried that there are people deliberately trying to infect 
the Native Americans, I think, are, are, are First Nation people. It's interesting, by the way. I looked up. I was looking up where this was set, uh, and it it's set in Canada. Initially, I got a little confused because of the distinction between the Crow Nation and the Red Crow Nation. Oh, I um, missed that. Yeah, so the Crow Nation is in Montana. Oh, okay. Which, when I was watching this, I was like, "That can't be right. This doesn't look like Montana." Okay. Uh, and Red Crow is obviously in in Canada. Okay. Um, but yeah, obviously, uh, yeah, it, it's. I don't know why I brought that up. <laughs> Just a weird, a weird thing I noticed while I was looking things up. Um, but yeah, the, getting back to the blood quantum thing, I think that's also really interesting. And another example of something they never that for, you know. The old Simpsons joke, or I think it's Family Guy joke, where they always use the name of the title yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Like, they don't. They never yeah. explain no. Blood Quantum. It never comes up. It's just there. Yeah. And I, I, you're absolutely right that because the, the it handles the setting and the culture and the characters so deftly, it really calls out the bits of the movie that don't work. Yeah. Um. I, which is which is unfortunate. I mean, it's it's just a bummer. I I wish there was just a little bit more connective tissue. I I really want to understand Lysol better. Yeah, I think I feel like everybody else you you kind of get it, but he's such a key character. I I just wish I and it's it's possible. And the director said he was uh, after this movie came out. He said he was concerned white people wouldn't get it, and maybe it's just because I'm a white person. That's entirely possible. And I'm will, he, I'm willing to accept that. Did he say what it is just get the 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 meaning behind it? He uh, he he mentioned Lysol specifically and his anger. Oh, right. And that white people may not under, like what is this kid's problem? Like this kid like it's a lot. It's it's a lot. And the example he gives is, you know, imagine being uh, a Native American living in Washington, D.C., and everywhere you look, you right. see the Redskins logo and know that that's what people think of you and your culture. Yeah. And like, yeah, I that I get that. Like I, I the, uh, the anger part, I understand the being happy to destroy everything as a result is what I don't. Yeah. And I, I think that's probably because I'm white. I, I think I think that. There is, and I, I'm, I'm waiting way in above my head here, but I think that there is, again, if you, if one were to look at historically, at least in the United States, uh, things like the Trail of Tears and some mm. of the other stuff going on, I mm-hmm. think there's probably, for people who have a, a better understanding of that, it could probably more reasonably explain to us some of the uh, metaphoric language that is being mm-hmm, used here mm-hmm. and some of the things going on. Cause I think, I think it is tied to a lot of that. And I think yeah. the idea of the destruction of a people uh, systemically, um, you know, it, it's, but yeah, it's, it's powerful. There's just these weird sort of disconnects. Uh, I yeah. still liked it at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. Like I, you know, and I, I, that's what I do whenever we watch these movies, because my wife funny enough, doesn't like horror movies, even though she watch all of these watches yeah. all of these yeah. with me at the end, I'm always like, so what did you think? Did you like it? And she was like, yeah, I thought it was good. And then we started talking about all the issues. Right, right. No, but, I, you know, I – absolutely. It's, it, it should be watched 100%. Yeah. I think – and that's the thing. Like I would much rather watch a movie like this that ends with a discussion mm-hmm. than a, um, a movie like you know, 
I, I don't want to badmouth any particular movie, but some some horror movie where you watch it and you're like, oh, that was that was a lot of good fun, and like you don't have a single interesting thing to talk or, about or think about. Our our lost episode about that particular movie. Yes, yes, that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and there are. It's something I have to remind myself, especially as I've gone through and watched so many horror movies. There are a tremendous amount of horror movies that are just terrible. And I don't mean yeah. have some flaws. I mean, they are just absolutely abysmally bad. Yeah. Um, or pointless. That's, or that's pointless. worse. Yeah. 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 And so I, I think uh, it's important to remember getting to the point of being able to put together a horror movie that not only is a good horror movie, but also manages to deal with sociopolitical issues mm-hmm. in a deft way mm-hmm. is is very very close to unheard of there aren't a lot of horror movies that do that they're yeah. getting there are more of them uh la lorona i don't know i did you la see the, all the yes did you see all of the uh the um the award nominations it's been getting no i didn't well deserved yeah very it, well deserved i think uh i may be wrong here i'm looking at i i i just saw this in uh in passing on twitter but i think Maybe you know what I don't even want to say it. I th- well, I'll tell you what I thought. I may be totally wrong. I thought I saw something about nominations both for Golden Globe and Oscar, but I may be mistaken. What? Okay, we're gonna have to look into that one. Yeah, because we we by the way, if you haven't, we have. Uh, if you haven't listened to it, we have um uh t- had a whole issue, a whole ep- sorry episode about that. Um, okay, here we go. I- I'm on it right now. La Yorona is definitely up for nomination for Golden Globe. That's wonderful. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, f- for best picture foreign language, um, I personally have my own opinions about the foreign language category, but I think it's uh, <laughs> there. There, I, there's look, there's arguments to be made, but I also here, think okay. It's... What what needs to happen is the name of the award needs to change. Non U.S. produced film, maybe, but even then, it's like why why. I understand that there was – I think there was a time where they did that to make sure there were more movies that weren't North American-centric or mm-hmm. European-centric to get nominations. But I feel like there are other ways to do that because it ends up pigeonholing the game – or the movie. <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> uh, I, okay, that's a whole other conversation. So, well, I mean, yes, but also no. <laughs> we'll have that conversation another time. Um, but uh, – Yes, good horror movie. Also wanted to point out the effects in Blood Quantum, real good. They're yes. real good. There's some nice guts being eaten. There's some dile- there's one oh god, there's one really great scene where when they're cleaning zombies out of the uh gas station slash uh uh, uh garage uh where bump I think it's bumper sort of knocks a zombie out of the window of the second floor office, at, but it's hanging from its intestines. Yeah. And and uh, trailer's like, whoa, dude, give me some warning next time. Yeah. And he says, look out. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, anyway, it's great. Funny. Wonderful, wonderful effects. But anyway, so, sorry to put a put a um a a pin, not a pin to to finish this La Llorona thing. Um, it actually is on the short list for uh the oscars oh in wow the, in the category of uh best motion picture foreign language for the country guatemala 
Oh, uh, so it's things are done a little differently. I think for best foreign language, there's more nominees. Uh, I think they have a, a another step basically where they have the mm. shortlist. But yeah, there's only like a dozen movies, and that's one of them, which is absolutely amazing and well deserved. And you should go back and listen to our episode on it because we loved it. Yeah, we we did. It's another one that manages a complex social conversation within the trappings of a horror movie and doesn't hit you over the head with things, just puts them there in a, in a very organic way that makes sense with the story for you to absorb and consider. And that's something blood quantum does too. So let's, let's talk. I think this is maybe not going to be a hard discussion, but let's talk categories. Yeah. Um, I feel like, you know what? I actually feel like this could be nature. Me too. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because well, because it's a disease. I mean, it's it's a contagion that can get into the water and get into the the food chain. Right, and they and they explicitly at one point it's a theory, but it, they explicitly call out nature. Yep, mm-hmm. and they say nature's the doing this. Yes, yeah, the, earth the earth is just is sick of our BS and is taking steps. Right, and they've weaponized white people, which I love that idea. Mm-hmm. To to basically wipe things out. Yeah, white people are always screwing things up, man. It's true. So why not use them as a weapon? Right. Yeah. The the, the <laughs> idea is that the earth the earth is an animal and is a living thing and is like, all right, you know what? I can't with you. So I'm going to use you as fertilizer for what comes next. Yeah, exactly. So if it's nature, uh, infection? I was going to say disease. Oh, disease. I, th- I like disease better because I think it's a little maybe slightly broader. Mm-hmm. Or or uh, uh, contagion, or does it does a disease get? Well, a disease could totally get into salmon for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think disease works because I think yeah, yeah. If you say infection or contagion, then it's like it has to be a specific kind of disease that's infectious versus. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I yeah, think yeah, dis- yeah. I think disease is a good. Okay. Wow, did we just that was is that our new record? That's a, like yeah, that's a, a lightning round right there. Lightning round. So this ca- this movie came out in twenty. 20- 19 came out during the pandemic Mm. of course uh and it is not on my list how is this not on my list sometimes i'm off a year because there's always a little not always but there's there's some lag yeah yeah like when it hits festivals or when it actually is released to the public oh it is it is uh on my list and it is yes i so i have i have an embarrassing thing to admit oh boy susan more embarrassing you, than you do spreadsheets for fun? Uh, it's tied to that. Oh, okay. So, so yes. <laughs> Are you sitting down, Susan? I, I am. I am. Uh, I have somehow screwed up our spreadsheet. <gasps> I know. Uh, and I, I I have not had the time yet to fix it, but something's happened in that I have two spreadsheets linked to one another, oh, which no. I've done before. I do that. Okay. But in doing that, somehow uh, something happened where it shifted the genre, subgenre, Oh no! I, I can fix it because I, I have I've had to do this before, but it's uh-huh. going to take me a little time. This explains okay. why you you had mentioned that we were going to put this up on our site again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't done it yet because I need to fix it. Um, okay, because it's become a little bit of a, as my wife would say, a shamazel. Okay, um, okay, very Laverne and Shirley. Okay, yes, and it is it is absolutely uh, a mess right now. Everybody's going to rush and, and go look at it and then oh, point and laugh man. at me. <laughs> 
<laughs> because they're like, what are you doing, Brian? This is all messed up. That's the I'll, whole thing of our show, dude. I know. I'll fix it. Don't you all worry. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know what happened. Something happened where it shifted category. It, like, everything's off by, like, three or four, basically. Oh, so I just. Have, I think what happened was I, some at some point, accidentally inserted extra movies and didn't. Oh, it didn't shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't okay. shift everything yeah. else. So yep, yeah, it screwed yep. up. I mean, I've done that not for something this important. This is anyway. the most important. It obviously, duh. <laughs> uh, if you, dear listener, would like to become a backer so that you can find fault with Brian on a more direct route, you can head over to Patreon.com/slash/LongleggedBeasties. Just a buck adds you to our community and also gives you the power to vote on the movie that we cover next. But if you are feeling more generous, if you have expanded means with which to support us, which is to say 10 bucks, then you get your very own shout out at the end of every show. And it goes like this. Thank you so much for supporting our show. We really appreciate you. You give us the opportunity and the ability to do this every week and to watch movies and talk about them and and research them and learn more about the craft of movie making and storytelling. And that is Michael Coffey, Perry Marsden, Patrick Markey, Elizabeth Richeson, Joseph Crescenti, and James Fudge. Thank you all very, very much. Brian, where can the lovely folks find you on the internets? They can find me at padandpixel.com or on the Lego podcast that I co-host called Bits and the Letter N Bricks. So Bits and Bricks. You can just find that anywhere, basically, the podcasts are. And finally, on Twitter, at Crescenti, that's C-R-E-C-E-N-T-E-B, as in, you guessed it, Blood Quantum. There you go. Okay. I was like, if he can't get this one, (laughs) I just don't even know. Okay. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Susan Arndt. You can find me on my other podcast, which is called Continue. Uh, it's about video games and nonsense. Uh, you can find that at patreon.com slash continue podcast. I also have a short story in a book called Curtains, 84 Concert Visions to Benefit Save Our Stages. It's a, a compilation of short stories, all of which had to prompt the last concert and I'm in there with a lot of amazing people who have written a range of stories that are funny, scary, weird, hopeful, sweet, real downers, and just plain strange. And 100% of the proceeds of this book go to Save Our Stages, which is a fund to help all of the people who deal with concert venues, bartenders, and and. Uh, the, the folks who run shows uh, to try and help them through this pandemic when there aren't any concerts. And you can find that on amazon.com. So please, if you have the means help out with that. And uh, the stories are good. Not mine. Mine's terrible, but the other ones are really, <laughs> really top notch. I'm and, sure yours is great. And congratulations. This is the first I'm hearing about it. Oh yeah. Th- that, that it's a, it's a real, it was a really fun thing to do. So uh, I was, I'm really very proud to have been able to take part in that. And, uh, and if you can't support us financially, that's totally okay. Uh, just share us with your friends, share us on your social networks, make a sign and put it in your yard or, uh, hang it on your dog when you're out going for a walk. All of those are good options and that'll do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.